podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC, where I am feeling chipper today. News this morning from Jacob Steinberg and Matt Law that Liverpool have bid for Moises Caicedo. Now, the local Liverpool patch journals are all saying they've had contact, there's no bid. They're getting briefed by Liverpool. Steinberg and Law are most likely getting briefed by Brighton. And I would trust the Brighton side more than the Liverpool side when it comes to what we put out in the public realm. I have a theory. I have two theories. I'm going to run them both by you. Theory number one. News has broken today that Kylian Mbappe will stay with PSG for another season. So that means Real Madrid do not need to sell Aurelien Chouameni. Now, my guess is that we were waiting for Mbappe to go to Real to get Chouameni. I think that's what we've been waiting for for over a month since the Mbappe stuff all began with, oh, well, he's going to leave PSG, he doesn't want to renew his contract, yada, yada. I think we had contact with his agent, with Chouameni's agent, and the word was, look, if Real buy him, they're going to have to make a sale. Chouameni's the most likely one. And he would like to go to Liverpool. I think we've been waiting. I think we got word yesterday that Mbappe wasn't going to go to Real this summer. I think that's what's happened. And I think we've now pivoted to Moises Caicedo. I think that money's been there all along. Because going into this window we knew this was a big window we knew there was money to be that needed to be spent and i don't think there's an issue with the money i think it's also part of why we weren't willing to massively overpay for romeo lavia in our view not my view not your view but in the club's view i think the club view 50 million is a significant overpay i think they would value lavia closer to 35 million at this stage but I think there was confidence they were going to get Chouameni. And now, with that off the table, I think that's why they've gone for Caicedo. And it wouldn't surprise me if that was the logic behind the move. Now, Law and Steinberg and a bunch of others have said, oh, well, his preference is Chelsea. Well, let's dig into Moises for a little second here, shall we? So when Moises was back in Ecuador, And coming to England, his preference was Manchester United. But then Liverpool inquired about him and his preference was Liverpool. And then United inquired about him 
and his preference was United again. And then he joined Brighton. And then last summer, when we inquired late in the window, his preference was Liverpool again. And then in January, when Arsenal inquired and made a bid, his preference was Arsenal. And now this summer that Chelsea have made a bid, his preference is Chelsea. But the reality reality of it is, if Moises Caicedo could pick his next club and go wherever he wants, he'd go to Real Madrid. He said that publicly, that Real are the team he grew up dreaming of. Because South American players do not dream of playing in England. They dream of playing in Spain, often Italy, but mostly Spain. They dream of Real or Barca, or if they're a little bit touched in the head, Atleti, maybe Valencia, but generally Real or Barca. So Moises doesn't really care where he goes in England. That's the fact of it. The lad wants a move to a top club. That's all he cares about. He wants to go to a top club and he wants to earn top money because he's got a village at home who rely on him. And I don't mean a literal village. I mean a figurative village. He's got family, extended family, friends, family of friends, friends of friends who rely on him. As many South American players who grew up in abject poverty do, Luis Diaz is the same. So Moises wants to be able to take care of his his people. And the best way for him to do that is to be at a top club earning top money. Now, Chelsea have triggered the release clause for Tyler Adams. And last night we got word that they bid for Romeo Lavia. To me, that's Chelsea pivoting away from Moises Caicedo. That's them saying, why would we spend $100 million on one player when we need two, we can get two for 70-ish? The bids they've put in for Moises have all been in that 70 million range. And having spent over $100 million on Enzo, it's possible they don't want to spend $100 million again on another midfielder. So that's my theory. We pivoted after getting the news that Mbappe was going to stay and that Chouameni was no longer going to be available. My other theory, this one might not hold much water, is that John W. Henry was just perusing Twitter, as he does, having a laugh at whatever it is that makes John Henry laugh. And he came across a video from Gary Neville's overlap, where Jamie Carragher said, Liverpool should be in for Moises Caicedo. And he's rang Jürgen, and he's rang Jorg, and he said, lads, who's this Caicedo fella? Why aren't we in for him? Well, John, the price is $100 Jamie Carragher said we should be in for him, lads. I'm sold. Get him in. That's another theory. Is it a good theory? It's very fucking thin. But I'm prepared to get hurt here. Look, I understand us getting Caicedo is uh, is a long shot, but apparently our bid for Caicedo came before 
Chelsea's bid for Lavia. So it feels like Chelsea reacted to us going for Moises by then turning around and going for Lavia rather than the other way around. If we could get Moises Caicedo, it makes us title challengers. He is a transformative player. And I know people like to say, oh, well, FSG don't like to pay big fees. They do when it's a transformative player. They did for Virgil. They did for Allison. Now, people will say, oh, well, they didn't for Jude Bellingham. Look, the Jude Bellingham deal is an outrageous expense. So let's break down the Jude Bellingham deal. 88 million, most of which had to be paid up front. Plus another 25, 27 in add-ons. So you're bringing it to, what, 115 million? Then you've got his £400,000 a week wages. £400,000 a week. That's more than anybody at Liverpool earns. Then you've got the signing bonus. £20 a year salary. Then you've got the £20 his dad got from Real Madrid. Then you've got the agent fees on top of that, which are probably another... 15 to 20 million. So there's 60 million on top of the 88, which brings you to 148 million, plus the add-ons bring you to 175. And then 400 grand a week for six years is another 120 you're looking at almost £300 million of a commitment. And it drives me up the wall when I see people say, oh, well, we wouldn't pay the £88 million. Use your fucking head. The deal isn't just the fee. It's everything that comes with it. It's everything that comes with it. And it's the same thing when I see people say... <coughs> Oh, well, after Bobby and Milner and Henderson and Fabinho and Keita and Ox all left, with the money we've saved on wages, our spend this summer, is that's not how it works. And secondly, why aren't you factoring in the extra costs on Dominic and Alexis? Agent fees combined probably somewhere in the 15 million range. Signing bonuses combined somewhere in the 15 million range. Their wages combined, you're probably looking at 15 million a year. Well, there's another 45 million that you didn't account for when you were doing your little Twitter mats. Like, every transfer is not looked at just in terms of the price of the player. It's the package that clubs assess. Unless they're idiots, like Man United. But smart clubs, and there are still smart people at our club, even if we don't operate in the smartest way all the time, smart clubs do operate that way. And every factor is taken into account. Wages, signing bonus, agent bonus, who else has their hand out? 
a consultation fee as Mark Bellingham got and Haaland's father got. See, Haaland changed the landscape. When Haaland went from Dortmund to City, and City fans can crow about 51 million all they want, it's horseshit. They paid 30 million to Mino Riola's agency. They paid 20 million to his dad. There's 100 million straight away. They give him 400 grand a week of a contract, plus a 20 million signing bonus, plus, plus another 400 grand a week in bonuses, which Mike Keegan, who broke all the Haaland news and was clearly getting the news from the Haaland camp, has reported multiple times. City pay Erling Haaland 800 grand most weeks. He's on ridiculous money. His transfer and the structure of it and the fact that his father, purely on the basis of having fully functional testicles, was able to get a consultancy fee, changed the landscape. And when it came time for Jude to leave, his dad did the same thing. And that's why we walked away from that deal. Now, he might have already told us his preference was Real. But we didn't walk away because of the fee. We walked away because the overall package just wasn't worthwhile. Because here's the other factor. Jude's 20. Six-year contract. Two to three years into that contract, he's going to want a new contract on more money. So now all of a sudden you're paying him 500 grand a week. Two to three years later, he's going to want another contract. Now at 26, he's earning 600 grand a week. And while in a vacuum, you might be able to reconcile with that, the fact of it is, you bring one player into the club on that type of money, and everyone else's head gets turned around and they go, well, why is he getting that? So you get Virgil, you get Ali, and you get Mo going and knocking on the door and saying, hang on a sec. What's this kid done? Nothing at this club, and fuck all in the general scheme of things, and he's getting 400 grand a week, and we're not? Time to renegotiate. Liverpool want to give Trent a new contract this summer. You think he's not looking at that and going, well, if he is getting it, I want it. Of course he is. And then future signings look at the situation and go, Liverpool play, pay huge wages. So you want to sign me? I want Bellingham money. I'm not as good as Bellingham. Okay, give me 300 rather than 400. When in truth, we'd like to be signing them on 120 to 150. Because, see, that's a significant amount of money each year. That's 6 to 7.5 million each year of a difference. So you start throwing out contracts like that. It's going to affect how much money you can spend on transfers. We've already been through this. And I'm not making excuses for FSG. Because FSG weren't the ones that decided to walk away on Jude Belling. The football club made the decision. Mike Gordon, Jurgen Klopp, Julian Ward, 
Dave Fallows, Barry Hunter and Billy Hogan. That group got together, not John Henry, not Tom Werner, who hasn't been seen at the club in years. That group got together and decided this deal is not something we want to pursue. This deal has now grown beyond what we're happy with. And frankly, we made the right decision because we got Dominic Zaboslai and Alexis McAllister for combined a much smaller amount than Jude would have cost us overall. And right at this moment in time, both of them are better players than he is. Both of them are better players than he is. And likely will be better players for the next two to three years. Maybe longer. Because with Alexis and Dominic, there's real bodies of work to look at. With Jude, you're largely buying potential. If you were paying what Jude was actually worth now, he's probably a £50 million player. That's what he's probably actually worth now. After three inconsistent seasons in the Bundesliga. And a worrying knee issue. He's got ferocious potential. And I have no doubt that in two to three years, he will be a £100 million player. No doubt at all. He's, as long as he stays fit, he's a surefire world-class player. But in my opinion, so is Alexis and so is Dominic, if they stay fit. I think they're both £100 million players in a couple of years. I think they are to us what De Bruyne and Gundogan have been to City. And I think Moises can be to us what Rodri is to City. And if we go back to playing a 4-3-3 or we shift to a 4-2-3-1 with a Moises-Alexis double pivot and Dominic sat in front and play a traditional back four, I think we can win the title. Now, can, not will, can, injuries will be a factor. If Ibu was to get hurt, we would need Joel or Joe to really step up and elevate their game back to where they were a couple of years ago, in Joe's case, a number of years ago. But we've got incredible depth and attack. I think we'd still need one more in midfield. But in a back four, while I would like to see us go and upgrade on Robbo, not upgrade, just find a succession plan that works. I think you can get through a season with him and Costas as your left-backs. I mean, Man City won the league last season playing Manuel Akanji and are now convinced that he's great. He's a walking mistake. I will have no negativity today. That's where I land with this. So all of you out there saying, oh, this is just us reacting to the Lavia stuff. No, it's not. We did it first. So they've reacted to us going for Caicedo. Um, There's plenty to read on This Is Anfield. I would encourage you 
to go and have a read of all of it. Um, there's there's some rumours going around that Thiago has been the subject of a bid from Saudi Arabia. Um, Thiago has turned down multiple offers to go to Saudi, is, is what I understand. I don't think he has any interest in going there. Um, I think he would like to maybe return to Spain if that was an option. I think we have the guy we want to replace him in Andre. I think that's who we have sort of nailed on as the target we would want to replace Thiago. I think Andre's more robust, not as talented as Thiago, because very few players ever have been, but I think he's more robust. And there's a little bit of dunga about him. Like he's not a he's not a six, but I think you could make him into a six if if you really wanted to and you're willing to put twelve months in on it. Um on Anfieldindex.com we have a piece from Tony Evans. Um a piece for Dar- a piece about Darwin, a piece about Thiago, a piece about Moises. We have Andrew Beasley's latest, which is entitled Who Needs Rafa Liao When You've Got Ben Dog, uh, which I'm now terrified to read. Uh, the Scouted ahead of Chelsea is out. The Rival Recon ahead of Chelsea is out. And there is another Scouted there um, where we did a bunch of questions that people had sent in. So those are out. Give them a listen. And myself and Trev were meant to record a a buzz podcast today. We've had to push it till tomorrow because just life sometimes gets gets in the way. And uh we'll record it tomorrow. So we should have it out for the for the for the, the weekend so you can listen to it before we go to London and batter Chelsea. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.